Hello, hello. Welcome to Tuckered Out with me, Ami Tucker. Can you guys tell I'm smiling? It is so good to be back. Took a few weeks off to, you know, unplug as we all should. Went on a few family vacays. I went to my first podcast conference in Nashville, which was awesome. I discovered that podcasters are my people. So, you know, it's a good thing. Good industry to be in for me. And I also decided in August to highlight some of the episodes from this past year that audiences really loved and reacted to. So please check those out in case you missed them. I am super pumped to start our fall season off with this guest. He is the editor-in-chief of Business Insider India, Sriram Iyer, and he is fantastic. We talk about journalism in India, journalism in the States, all the craziness that's going on. He has some great insights and it's just a fantastic conversation. So I am so glad you guys are back with me. I am ready to give you guys some great interviews, some great South Asian trailblazers. I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode of the fall season with Sriram Iyer. Okay, so you've been a journalist in India I, I, from your LinkedIn profile, and tell me if I'm wrong, for about maybe over 15 years now. Yeah. How did you know you wanted to do this? Was this always a childhood dream? Did you fall into it? Because I, I know, as a lot of other South Asians talk about, our parents are like, okay, be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an engineer. You know, that's kind of like the South Asian path. Yeah, so how did you how did you turn onto this path? Um. I guess I just wanted to uh, piss off my parents a little bit, um, <laughs> and uh, so I did. Uh, but I couldn't. I couldn't manage to convince them. Uh, so I had to go through the entire process of finishing my graduation in as a as a commerce graduate. Um, and while at it, I was shoved into doing some uh, chartered accountancy. So I went on. I went up to inter. I guess, and then. Uh, um, but obviously, my heart was not in it. Um, Early days, early days of college, um, I was, uh, you know, university, as you would call it in the U.S. I, I was jumping from, you know, can I do this? Can I do that? So from, uh, can I, I wanted to try multimedia animation. One, I was going for an exam someday um, and then I saw an RG audition somewhere and I dropped off uh, the bus and just went straight and I missed my exam. So I was fairly a scatterbrain, you know, uh, and, and. For a brief period of time, I used to be passionate about uh, one thing or another, and it wouldn't last for very long. But uh, of that, one of the earliest ones was to try journalism. Like uh, that was something I wanted to get into that uh, right after my <clears throat> high school. Um, okay. But uh, at that time, like I said, I couldn't convince them, and then you know, uh, again, I was being, you know, trying so many things. Even I wasn't sure. Uh, but I think three, four years later, when I started working, I was working with BNP Paribas. Uh, a bank, a French bank uh, here in India and in one of the oldest branches of that bank. Um, and the work was so mind-numbing for me at that point. Uh, I just said, uh, you know, one of those lunch breaks, I walked out, you could pick up a form, a form from another bank nearby. And I applied for one of the premier journalism institutes in India. Okay. And I said, you know, uh, well, this is the one thing that stayed with me. Everything else was a passing phase. Right. And of course, right. I... You know, I thought I could I could write. Uh, I wasn't sure, um, so I said, "Okay, uh, either I have it or not. So let me try for the best institute, you know, 
possible avenue that I right. have. If I make it, I continue. Otherwise, I'll figure out again. Right, right. So you sound a lot like me. I've had like 12 different careers. So, But the one thing that has stuck is the writing and storytelling. Yeah. So the same journey. So, you, so you've you been in it for a long time now and you've had you know many different roles in journalism. But if you can sum it up, how would you say journalism has changed in India since you started? A positive and negative, maybe. I worked for what, 15 years now. 13 of them felt like recession years in news media. Uh, either they were actually recession years or at least felt like it. Okay. In that sense, nothing much has changed for us in the middle of this pandemic. Uh, but <laughs> jokes aside, uh, I think journalism has evolved um, in a similar way like many other industries where the customer, right. so to speak, is a lot more discerning, uh, you know, right. has sort of the goalposts are shifting faster than we would like. And at the same time, uh, businesses prefer and reward people who are more than just a one-trick pony. So right. while beat reporters are necessary, it is difficult to grow if you bind yourself uh, or if you're blind to everything ex- else except that one thing that you're given to do. Um, right. And I would say that's in a sense the idea of being a journalist, broadly speaking, right? Successful journalists I grew up reading and watching would speak and write about a whole host of topics with the same amount of um, alacrity and clarity. Um, so I guess the you know, the first decade of the century, journalism took a detour from that and started having sort of dedicated resources, you know, hyper specializations uh, because, you know, they could afford it. Right. Now that the money stopped, uh, reporters paid the price. Yeah, I think, well, it kind of for us, for people, for people like me and you who have tried 100 different things, it works out, right? Because we're not, we're not a one trick pony, you yes. know? So social media changed the game in many ways. And so I, I'm sure you know, in the US and around the world, we're dealing with conspiracy theories and false statements and just, you know, people really making up their own news. So I assume that's happening in India. So I'm wondering, how are you able to navigate? How is Business Insider able to navigate through that right now? It is true that a lot of our peers have fallen prey to this. Uh, it is true that many of them um, have uh, sort of held or held the fort with a lot of integrity. Um, it's difficult right. uh, if you want to meet someone who's tweeting um, without the responsibility of having to deliver the news accurately. Right. So I guess the trick is to just sort of breathe for a moment. And, right. and not try to do something that you're not supposed to. And most importantly, if you can't verify it or uh, pick it up from a credible source, uh, don't do it. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm just wondering because, you know, we're over here in the U.S., we're having this increasing problem of conspiracy theorists and people just not believing the news anymore at all. And either making their own platforms, their own stories. And it's become a real, real issue. Uh, it's, it's reflected in our politics. It's reflected in COVID, the COVID p- pandemic. So I'm wondering, is that what's happening there as well? It's not a new specific problem, Amy. If you, I mean, it's something that uh, I don't know if uh, Yuval Harari has spoken about it in the context of news, because it's actually a wider problem. Uh, you know, yeah. He says about how we need to have common myths to be able to right. live together. Uh, unfortunately, we have our own myths, like you know, we have our own phones and our own gadgets, our own earphones, our own brushes, toothbrushes. We have our own individual. It's become so personalized myth uh, that even if if it is what democracy means or you know what what we want it to be, um, I guess this hyper personalization uh, is, is 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 a problem, and it's not particular to news. As a, I mean, news is possibly 
a victim of it uh, more right. than the cause of it. Well, that, no, that's a that's a that's a great uh, point. I, and then I kind of want to go into talking about social media. You know, from our from over here, we're reading stuff that's going on in India about you know the Indian government asking like major social media platforms to delete content. You know, related to perhaps COVID, the farmers' protest. What are your thoughts on this? On India's increasingly heavy-handed efforts to control online speech. Who's not doing it? Where is it not happening? U.S., Europe, China, Hong Kong, Australia. You name it, and uh, it is. We live in the era of strong men, so to speak. And in that, India is no exception. Uh, there right. is there is a problem, and uh, it is a problem that is uh, sort of you know uh, that has the sanction of a huge voter base, um, and uh, you know in that sense. So, so yeah, I guess your previous question feeds into this problem. There right. is a cascading effect of uh, the trust that media has lost over the last couple of decades. And that people would want to see, and you know, some media folks have become super powerful and influential, um, and they don't vacate their seats. And after twenty, thirty years of being the movers and shakers, so to speak, now suddenly uh, they've seamlessly become victims as well. Right. Which is something that people find it hard to digest. And I'm not sort of uh, blaming anyone. I mean, it's nobody has to retire at 55 if they don't want to. But the point is that, uh, yes, uh, you know, governments have done that from McCarthy to Reagan to anyone. I mean, in the U.S., uh, you know, from Charles de Gaulle in France to, right. it's, right. you know, people in power uh, don't like dissenters. Is it worse? Uh, yes, it's the it's the theme of the, our generation. But the point is that we have to earn that trust back um, in, in a way that where they say, okay, fine, you hold them accountable. Um, you know, and I'm sure we'll have to wait for the politicians to make a few ghastly mistakes, assuming, considering that people don't consider this as a mistake. Um, right, right. right. Uh, so, so that moral superiority we've lost. Right. Uh, and, and I guess we'll have to earn that back. What has happened with this issue with deleting content online? Has has the Indian government been been able to do that for the social media platforms? Uh, there, are, I mean, they are uh, there are there are pressures, and uh, in okay. India for the last six seven years, I mean, I'm particularly talking about this government. There isn't uh, as much. While there are pressures of you know sort of controlling content and the narrative and those kind of things. Right. Um, a lot of it is not as top down as people would like to believe. Uh, people okay. are self-censoring themselves in many places. Why is that though? Why are they doing that? Uh, the same thing, they, why they do it in the US, polarization or uh, fear or, you know, uh, fear or the hope of a favor. Right. So uh, what happens is, uh, you know, uh, there are, you know, personal jokes where, you know, uh, I wouldn't want to name the person, but whatever, like you take the phone call and say, you know, you, you, some some of my friends don't say hello. We say, you know, ABC person's listening. So, you know, as if, you know, if they were actually listening, then they would know that, you know, we don't give yeah. up, we don't care. Right. A lot of, I don't know how many of those decisions are influenced by it, but you can definitely feel the willingness to bend over right. uh, even before you're asked to. 
Is that is that fear? Is that fear based? Like I said, it could be fear. It could be some some journalists, some newsrooms have okay. leaders who are committed to certain ideologies. And I don't. I, I mean, I don't think it is. Uh, it is now frowned upon as much as it was when I was taught journalism, or you know, or when I was right. learning about journalism more than more than you know my actual qualification. Right. Uh, the social media has done that where. Um, people want you to be transparent about where you stand on an issue, right. which I, I I don't know if there is a value judgment to be passed on that. Uh, while I refrain from doing so, I'm not very active on social media on every issue uh, at my own peril. Uh, also, because, um, you know, I don't want to overcome it on any side of the debate. And and I can let my publication do the talking. I don't have to. I, uh, I am very mindful of not becoming the news or whatever. I mean, right. there are lots of people like me who have that you know that you know it's so inbuilt in them they don't uh, but at the same time a lot of young reporters and even senior ones who are and because of the positions they hold they have their uh, you know um, they have they're told to be or i don't know if they're told or they set the rules or whatever it is but they are hyper uh, you know sort of active and you know passing verdicts all the time on social media um, and right. um, and what happens is, and, and this is something that we can say both, both about the population as well as the influencers, so to speak, including journalists, right. um, is that when you have, uh, for right or wrong reasons, sort of batted for, you know, in favor of whatever the phrasing that you would like to use of one side of the debate or one party or one kind of a politics or one ideology, um, mm-hmm. Now there is an emotional investment into this because now uh, you can't go wrong. I mean, for you to say that, okay, you know, maybe this was wrong is for you to say my last six years was wrong. Right, right, right. Right. Uh, so so it's a trap. I'm very mindful of not falling into that trap. Uh, I would rather not say anything because uh, just like nobody has to give you an interview or a quote, I don't have to give an opinion on everything. So Right, yeah. right. Well, I think like you said it, your platform, the Business Insider India, is your voice, uh, basically. And so you don't have you have that. No, not just mine, not just mine. It's it's yours, but you know, yeah. the, the, you're representing uh yeah. the business insider India. So um and personally I think it's smart, right, to kind of stay in the background a little bit and let, let the content speak for itself. I, you know, again, reading, reading news from here, there's obviously been recent attacks to journalists around the world. And in particular, we're obviously talking about India. So, you know, I read about um, the ex uh, editor in chief of, I think the times of India, he resigned. I, I guess my question is to you, and I think you've answered it, but just to be clear, are you ever worried about the content you're publishing now more than you did so in the past? Uh, am I worried? Uh, yes, uh, in a sense that uh, it's not just about the uh, the government. It's also about the anti... I'm worried about uh, the anti-forces as well. Um, uh, because, again, verdicts are coming thick and fast everywhere. I don't want to comment on the particular case of Bobby Ghosh because I'm not privy to a lot of facts. Right. But what we know doesn't sound fair. And it right. shouldn't have happened. Right? Let's put it right. that way. So is is there a worry? Yes. Does that affect your editorial decision? No. Your work? Yeah. No. 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 So okay. so so in for I'll give you a, 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 an example. Um, at least um, not the farmers' protest and the debate that is running right now, uh, but the same protests, the same bills, and the same uh, this thing, um, the regulation that people are protesting against. 
it was a lot more uh, a clearer uh, debate 18 months ago um, okay. uh, and uh, on that we had actually taken a, a call uh, sort of i wrote a piece on saying that in favor of the laws because uh, one thing that is always that gets lost in this uh, social media um, sort of ruckus is that uh, not all of india was protesting um right. it, it was a, a particular belt which benefited right. from the um the rules that were existing at that time and the changes and honestly whether it is journalists getting attacked or dying farmers dying or attacked or you know being on the wrong side of the table is nothing new and it will never i wouldn't say it will never change it has never uh, you know it the scale of the problem has always been this bad and i right. you know uh, because they don't have the agency the resources um and 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 the kind of power that they would like to have and there are some right. very eminent journalists who spend decades writing about it but it barely makes a difference i mean i mean i'm i'm sure it makes difference to you know individual people and they are helping you know save at least some lives uh, but at a larger scale uh, it's only when the wealthiest of indian farmers started protesting is when everyone starts paying attention to it uh, whereas your landless laborer or you know people uh, there were 50000 farmers here in the state of maharashtra for very valid reasons walked about 200 kilometers bare feet and you had to see it this was 2017 okay. you know i dropped everything else i went there and i spent an entire day um and it was so warm, heartwarming to see some very young journalists who were interns in other media outlets who had come yeah. to see it themselves those 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 stories did not get the kind of internet inter, international attention or the kind of um you know did not sort of irk the middle class uh conscience in a way yeah. um 20 uh, this so th- so that was 2018 my bad sorry that was 2018 50000 okay. people uh, 40000 people whatever that number huge number of people a sea right. of people you know waving red flags um what because they they wanted they've been sort of farming on a piece of land and it would be terribly small but they don't have the rights over it because there's no paperwork and uh, and the government has had been saying that they would get it done they would regularize it uh, and you know even then some people would have not gotten what they wanted but at least a lot of them would have uh, but nothing yeah. moved in, in in 2018 but well you know it not, nothing much happened there was no like i said it, yeah. it didn't uh, 2017 there were farmers from tamil nadu sitting outside the parliament eating feces human feces What? yes this uh, you know uh, again uh, uh, back then i was with another publication quotes and we had written about it and we said that you know this this happened um, again no international attention no uh, you know no celebrities tweeting about it yeah. and and, and 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 it wouldn't i mean you could and, and i want i don't want to blame the celebrities or anyone You yeah, wouldn't you wouldn't know it and you don't have to co- pass a comment on everything uh, right. but the fact of the matter is the problem of indian farmers or indian journalists indian journalists right. get attacked every month they literally i'm sure every corner of the country somebody is getting killed um, you know i have friends who have been uh, you know sort of subject to severe and you know women journalists uh who have been uh, literally in the line of fire fighting sand mafia uh in some part of the country and whatever and you know, uh, you know facing um defamation suits from the government etc right. which which happens throughout i don't know if there was ever a year in yeah some people may argue that it is getting worse but i would rather let the data speak for itself I think what it is Sri Ram is that it's probably has been like this right it's just for some we are just hearing about it more that's i mean that's basically what it like 
the racism here. It's been happening since day one, but all of a sudden, the past five years, if, we're hearing. If, if the argument is, should it come down and should it happen? I'm with you. Should not. And if any right. any ruling government uh, is not able to bring it down, or whether it is at the state level or at this level of the center, you are just as accountable for it as you know, if you were, if it were to be going up or even continuing at the same rate is bad enough. Right. It's bad enough. I think it's just, yeah, there's a limelight now, you know, there's phones now, there's everyone, everyone is capturing everything now. So, and I don't know if this is a good parallel, but you know, now over here, uh, the New York times, LA times, Washington post, all of these media outlets are considered left or right wing, right? It's, it's become political through the past five, 10 years of all our politics here. Has that happened over there? Is the business insider India considered left or right? Is that even something that's parallel there? If, if they actually put a label to us, even uh, like if they manage to do that, then I will concede defeat and leave journalism because I don't <laughs> think I can possibly try, try to sort of, you know, uh, because stay I stay, stay away from it. Also, because one part of staying away from labels, uh, avoiding labels is to stop putting it on others. Right. So, so, so I, uh, that's also something that I'm very mindful of. Labels is a, a lazy way of describing something or somebody else. Yeah, right? it's easy. It's easy. easy it's way. done in a right. minute or whatever, you know, 140 characters and you're done. Uh, that's right. not my job. I have the space. I have the publication. I have the authority to write it. If I want to describe something in a good or a bad way, I should do it. Labels are lazy. Um, yeah. uh, and that's happening. I like that. Labels are lazy. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, um, and so, yeah, it's happening. And again, I'm coming back to the polarization. But yes, people are polarized. And and they are polarized everywhere in the world, and uh, uh, and so are journalists. Uh, you know, uh, you have segmented audiences. You know who you want to target. You know where the numbers are high. It's easy. Uh, the downside right. is that you would have you would become uh, a prisoner of your own image, and uh, I don't think that's a good thing. I think a lot of people would be sort of feel, feeling it now and in the years to come, where. Right. They would have overinvested on one side of the debate or the other. And right. when you didn't have to, uh, nobody, you know, uh, you, you didn't have to say, um, you know, stand with one person or a party or a, a line of thought uh, for too long for or for, you know, there is no, it's not your policy. You didn't write it. You couldn't write, right. A, right. you know, uh, you know, um, and especially in television, right? I mean, it's a... Right. Uh, it's a problem, uh, and they will pay the price for. It. I mean, you people make choices. Choices have consequences, I guess. So. Yeah, and I think this labels issue is goes beyond the media industry. It's just yeah. kind of life itself, right? Yeah. Like we get trapped in these certain labels and get stuck with that image. Okay, editor in chief of Business Insider India. That is you. So you're responsible for. Make it sound for... cooler than it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's super cool. Are you kidding? You're responsible for editorial and brand strategy, and you have led BI India to a seven times audience growth in less than two years. All right, that's a lot. Uh, we're now at eight. Sorry, <laughs> eight, eight. Let's go, eight. Let's add that. Add that number. So, what's your strategy been? How have you done this? How have you expanded so quickly? And then, currently, what are uh, your demographics? The strategy is how it happened. Uh, I would say, you know, uh, stroke of luck and, you know, 
a lot of good things happening at the same time but more importantly um, a young team sort of you know listening to the people uh, you know uh, who are our audience in a sense that my the reporters that we have are a certain demography which is your you know people on instagram and netflix um and who struggle with the idea of financial news and business news and understanding ebitda margins and you know uh, those kind of things right. uh, but the point is that if they are able to understand which I, then i know that um, you know there are a million other people who will understand that or many many millions right. in india in that sense um right. so so it is it is sort of you know having that customer pov uh so to speak uh in in our storytelling and uh, uh and storytelling being the most important part of our uh, everyday i mean that's the only thing i keep saying like one of these pieces that you know i had came to me after a couple of rounds of edits and i just marked out a point where i said you know after this there are there is no storytelling uh it's just a bunch of facts thrown at people and you know and then it's like a brick right you know i know right. that data is overrated because you can keep throwing data at people and it won't make any sense to most of them and they don't they are not in a place where they have to you know sort of they they're not coming to you because they want intellectual stimulation or they want to put their mind to work they want something right. you know where you do the work you don't i mean i am not an ikea of i don't, right. Right? right i can't give them the parts and say put it together uh, and right. throwing data at people is just that so we are very clear about you know the stories we want to tell um and we also want to sort of get those people interested who uh, so so again for like i said i go back to my first answer 13 out of the last 15 years have felt like recession uh, in the news media particularly business news media because um the target audience has been the same it's a sort of a weird cycle of events where a reporter gets mm. up in the morning calls a bond trader gets the uh, you know information goes up stands in front of the tv rattles it out and the only two people who are interested in that is that trader and the reporter right 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 who cares right who cares so 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 then what right so so what's the story what's the, story? the story what is what, what, how does it matter how does it change my life blah 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 and i know people have been trying to do that in very ways i think what we have done is we've taken the pink out of the pink papers i would say. okay so interesting so it's not something where we speak you know i don't care if uh you know i know there was a time in one of the big networks that i was part of we would feel proud when the bombay stock exchange would screen our channel or the national stock exchange will showcase something of some of our work or we're shooting there or blah 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 you know those kind of things. but this this whole stamp of validation from people you are supposed to question right. <laughs> so right. right right um and 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 it's it's it, that's the cycle that got us here to this point okay Have you been able to build your own team since becoming editor in chief or have you been able, have you just had to kind of no, no, pick up a, a team and kind I of I think two, two, two times over so yeah Okay uh, wow uh, because the pandemic dealt a very bad blow to us um a lot of Got people it. suffered and you know realized a lot of their lives priorities uh moved on uh, and then we had to sort of we are again in the process of rebuilding that team um uh, yeah. and that's still going on and i think that will be an okay. ongoing process because journalism is a high attrition industry and also right. not because people are always going to another publication also because there a journalist is almost always or whatever like you know 7 8 or 10 journalists are constantly questioning their career decision so i don't know i i think that's true but it's not a verified data 
but I know. Okay. Uh, Just know, the feeling. The feeling. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Right? I mean, you, what you hear? I know yeah. every two years I question my career decision, but I know that you know at the end of the day there are there are good days. Like I mean, there are bad days, of course, and you're questioning yourself. But there are good days when you feel so good that it makes up for the rest of the year. And they, yeah, they may no, be totally. just 10 days in an entire year. Uh, right. Right. Uh, and, and I think I wouldn't get those 10 days even in other places. It's just too monotonous elsewhere. I think it's healthy to have these questions and ask yourself every two years versus sitting at a desk for 15 years and not questioning anything personally. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, what's, what's the point? So the point know? is that, so the strategy is that, so we don't sort of, we decided to take the, change the goalpost and we decided we could okay. target people. See, and businesses are not just your manufacturing industry. It's not just steel and power and, you know, car makers. And, you know, these are things that, you know, uh, if you switch on uh, a television channel or uh, go to an online portal, you will see so many info, so much information um, that has no relatability to it. Whereas, Right. Uh, there is a, a, a whole economy that has opened up um, right. because of technology, uh, which yeah. is which where the companies touch our lives every day. So you wake up in the morning and look at Instagram, then you go, uh, you know, brush your teeth, and then you sort of, you know, so all the consumer product companies. So business media had become a sort of a you scratch my back, I scratch your back kind of a, 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 an equation. Where the economists and the analysts and you know the journalists, uh, you know, are feeding off each other's opinions and sort of giving each other the same space, um, and and nobody was really talking to the consumer you were supposed to talk to. Right. Um, right. So so why can't I cover you know Instagram with the same amount of fervor as I would a Tata Steel or a you know a Mahindra or Ambani? Um, and and yeah. and it was a good call and also a lot of other interesting spaces like space and science and you know this technology business is something it's a it's a it's it seems like an unending cycle right now chain yeah that just keeps and relatable to everyone yeah. and i think it's the, the 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 fact that you said you know you turn on the tv and there's all these unrelatable stories it really has to do with with the, the way they're been, being told exactly right Back, back to the storytelling yes, again, yeah. you know, and it, it has to connect with people on so, different levels. So you have your cab aggregators, you have your social media apps, you have, and each one of them is, requires a certain amount of understanding, explanation, and, you know, it's more than the few characters that you type. Uh, there's so much going on in, behind the scenes. Right, right. So, and I know a business owner India focuses on policy, science, tech, but I mean, so much. So just a few few questions on some topics you guys talk about. Crypto, which is obviously the the big news everywhere. Who should we know in the crypto space in India? Like who's who's like kind of the big wigs over there? Why 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 again? Why the person? Why not the idea? Because I think people when they get excited about the person, they might get excited about the idea. No, so so the people are already excited about the idea. Uh, and yeah. I think and I personally and I talk about myself here. I I really read uh, like tons of stuff, and right now right. I am because crypto is something new for me as well, right? I mean, not right now, but over the last two three years, I've been slowly sort of accumulating. And for me, again, I'm also a young editor, right? I don't know a lot of things, uh, so for me, studying time is is actually more than my actual working time because I need right. to be able to respond to my reporters when they come back and call out their BS if there is any. Right. right. Um, and similarly, so 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 crypto is one of those things that I study, um, and I think there is there are tons of people. I mean, I 
again i i don't look at the byline if i unless i have to i am like oh, okay. it's marvelous what is it and that usually happens in an nyt or an economist or not even in, not right. an economist but if you are watching crypto if you i mean if you are interested in crypto uh, what we have done is i think our crypto attraction uh, i mean we were very early on onto this right? because our see uh, it's a very simple thing right? we are talking about the guys who are watching english premier league um watching right. spanish premier league or you know are are and these are the people also uh, you know interested in, in crypto, crypto space, right right uh, so it was an easy transition and we were we, you know it, it made sense so we were already on it um so we have now like you know at least a couple of sections dedicated only to crypto where we have partners yeah. with other sort of you know uh, companies in this space because they also see value in this um right. uh, because we have that audience that is likely to be interested and likely to understand it better than that and and i think crypto uh, i think i would suggest uh, that there is a lot of stuff going on uh, you know i immediately can't recall uh, uh, i think his name is richard something um, who writes a lot um, um, you know about the metaverse and there is abhishant yeah. pant i think in india who writes a lot okay. of stuff um, um ajit khurana you know you can follow him on twitter he constantly tweets about it so so yeah so there are there are a bunch of people that i i read from i mean they're on my you know i, I follow them on twitter right. if they share something interesting i go ahead right. and read it But people in general are you're you're basically saying people in general are are excited about the idea of crypto and bitcoin mm-hmm. people are purchasing it there like you know it's it's crazy your nfts are happening there mm-hmm. which i think you had an article on in business insider india yeah. um just just the idea of crypto and the acceptance of it i guess in india is is also the question there is um it is still i mean if you look at the percentage i mean of population um as a percentage of the whole population it still be a very uh, drop in the so, ocean uh, but it's still a sizable number of people who are interested who are i mean we have uh, not now in 2019 i think we did a, a story about um a lady who lives in a remote area in a village in punjab and at back then she was mining bitcoins uh, okay so we did a video story it's it's there on business insider you can check it out okay um and so so those things are happening like i said long, long this is like before all of this it just like sort of you know it seems like it exploded on our face uh, but it right. wasn't really i mean there are things that are happened there were it was happening under the surface and um, um, so yeah so it's a constant and, and there is so much more like i have gone past like i really don't track the prices anymore i mean it's anybody who whose job it is they do and then tell me that it's up 30% 40% 20% minus 20% whatever i mean that's just a number uh, for me the story is more interesting and i'm so much more interested in learning about the metaverse and the blockchain and everything that's happening because the I'm so trying to figure it all out yeah so, it's yeah. it's like a, it's yeah, like yeah. reading a reading a sci-fi novel right i mean science yes. fiction um yes. and it's amazing and and i'm i'm figuring it out as we go and uh, i know right. um you know yeah. i'm not i'm not an expert but I, and i don't need to be one because i need my to- my 7 seven, my 7 year old will tell you she's learning about it over here already so she can yeah. she's already explaining to mommy what this all is so i i'm i told her take over please with all this confusing stuff and so i think the kind of so it's a questions that we need to ask right i mean a lot right. of a lot has been said about nft for instance is right. it uh, what 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 are we buying I, 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 again we are we living in a very hyper consumption um, era right um, anywhere in the world for that matter right. so people are buying things for the heck of it i mean whether it is uh, you know a small sort of wall hanger on amazon or you know something else 
or NFTs. It's just one of those things. I think the, what is the purpose of it? So I, I think we should, if you un, if we hit the question at that level, uh, I think it's a lot more easier to understand. So right. um, you know, uh, so for example, one of the questions I early I asked very early on, right, when somebody came to me with the idea of an NFT, and I was like, okay, so what is it? So what 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 does it mean if I own this song? Right? right, Elon Musk tweeted ABC song selling on NFT, blah blah blah. I said, "What does it mean? Will you give me a share of the royalty? What does it mean to own that song?" Yeah, right. Like in a in a rational, logical way, what do I need to know day by day for this? Exactly, right. I mean, is it right? Is so obviously the answer is a no. But I'm saying yeah, that yeah. once you hit, once you ask that question, the guy peddling that NFT to you will also be like, "Oh, I don't know the answer." Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so, what does it mean to own a song or a piece of the movie? How different is it from you know having a screenshot JPEG? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why? Why does it have value? Exactly. Right. right. Why does it have value? Um, yeah, for sure. So, so I think we people who are watching this and are interested in crypto, I think boil it down to that level, and and I think that is the first step to any kind of financial right. literacy now and you could do that for shares you could do that for mutual funds you could do that for anything that you're putting your money on uh, let, right. let it not be a uh, you know uh, a vague idea an indulgence uh, and, right. and you know uh, I don't know if there are too many instances where anything good came out of it <laughs> I like it I like the summary I'm still trying to figure it out pandemic this might be more of a feeling question. Is it is Indian recovery? Is there a fear of a third wave? Vaccines? What's kind of a short summary of all that going on? The narrative is that a third wave is imminent. It's likely to happen. Right. And I think it would be wise to expect and be safe and thank uh, whoever you believe in uh, if it doesn't. The numbers are a little patchy. But the good news is that the vaccination rate in India has recently picked up. Okay, good. Um, so I think uh, last week or so, um, they announced that 50% of all adults have been vaccinated, uh, you know, whoever was eligible. So so you're on, on that note, yes, that, that, I mean, I can see people getting queued up for vaccination right. everywhere. Um, so awesome. so, so I, I, would, I would think that, you know, um, India doesn't have the Biden problem of having to Threaten people into getting a jab right now. <laughs> and that was quite, uh, you know, uh, it, it really a daddy moment there. Wait, well, there's, there's many daddy moments, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but having said that, uh, you know, the reluctance is, I think, uh, less bec- also because we saw a lot of carnage in April and mm. May. Uh, and I think I don't, I haven't gotten over those two months. I don't think I will get over it in a long time. I can't imagine. Yeah. I, I, I lost my kaka and my mom. I, I mean, I lost people. I think everyone I've known lost No, people, I, so. I lost only, uh, there was only one fatality in my near family, one old right. gra- grandmother of my wife. Right. She passed away. Uh, but uh, it is just uh, the, the cycle of, you know, <clears throat> WhatsApp groups constantly buzzing, somebody needing. And I didn't even go beyond the third degree, right? I mean, of connection. Mm. So friend, mm. uh, sorry, not even third, second degree. Um, okay. uh, I, 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 I told myself on, I think after the first few hours on day one, uh, that no, I'm not going to get more because I, I was literally getting bogged down by the messages. Yeah, um, yeah. And I was like, how do you ignore a message when somebody says someone's dying? Whether you know yeah. that person or you're part of a WhatsApp group. There are 13 yeah. people there, 14 people there. 
five of them you've never met right right just friends of friends whatever blah 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 so right. uh, now the point is that how do you even then how do you ignore and uh, i think by the first evening i was uh, you know into some kind of weird depression and my wife had to shake me and yeah. say no yeah. you don't it's not your problem to solve and uh, you can't even if you want to uh, that's that's when you unplug yeah. that's when you just have to for your, for your for your own health so even with that second degree of connection and being the barricade uh, it was just too many people and but it's also it also showed me that a lot of people came up and delivered and helped uh you know uh, and yeah. and there was something nice to take away from it too i mean there is hope um uh, actually i would yeah. like to take this moment and talk about one boy uh, uh, just, course, just, just just because no, I, I i just think that you know uh, i wish i could put him up on some national platform and give him the kind of just for the empathy right empathy, we don't value it enough i uh, 1 right. 1:30 i got a message at 12:30 in the night uh saying that you know uh, or a call at that time and said that immediate urgent requirement oxygen da 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 and ambulance needs to find a hospital bed all sorts of things so and and this is in a place called kanpur which i haven't yeah. been to i think since 2017 or 2018 okay. uh so it's not like i know too many people there blah 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 so i me- i messaged somebody i know as like are you still there do you have friends there would you like would you know anyone uh and he sent me a number that he had received from someone else uh so by the time this entire thing happened i got the number it was 130 in the night i call up this guy and he picks up the phone and he politely answers all my question and he gives me the exact address and he tells me where to find it and he says don't call him on this number because he will not answer this guy you have to go there and knock on his door because he would probably be sleeping right now he's not slept in two days da 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 so all of that and uh, so then obviously once people start answering you also get carried away you start asking more questions right you want to make it to be want it to be a slightly more easier uh 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 and so i went and then suddenly he starts sobbing and he says uh it's not even been whatever 18 hours or 24 hours since i lost my dad and uh, i am doing this just so that someone else doesn't lose i don't have the bandwidth to answer any more questions and it was beautiful uh, i mean it just shook me up uh, you know uh, 1:30 in the night and he's in the i i think he was managing arranging for his funeral or something like that uh so so there were people like that he known he doesn't wow. know me um but he took good 20 minutes answered all my questions helped me out figured out how to get that person uh, you know an oxygen cylinder i can't imagine how torn up he must have felt like minute by minute yeah and you and know? those are and, the, I'm sure, and i'm sure there's millions of people that lots of them like lots lots and lots of yeah. them and, uh, and as more people got affected saw their near india one struggle uh, you know uh, uh, you know there, there there's a doctor couple in mumbai they started doing you know sort of medicines unused medicines collecting them yeah. and, you know so many good things that happened in the wake of it that's i guess that's the only thing that we can take away from silver lining right anytime there's these tra- huge tragedies you you see you see the best of people yeah. which is the silver lining in all of it so wow yeah i mean it it affected us over here emotionally so i can't even imagine how you guys felt over there 65 year old couple uh, senior bureaucrats retired obviously had to sit on the street with the dead body of their mother because couldn't keep it in the hospital there's no space in the crematorium um and they had to wait in the queue and the couple had covid both of them had covid it, it feels bar- it feels barbaric almost. no and these are people with 
contacts, money, right. influence, right. Uh, you know, very comfortable lives, but it just leveled everyone. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are or where you're from. It, it's the same for everyone, you know? So, oh man, I hope this third wave is... I hope it doesn't, doesn't happen. But yeah, it does seem like there is there are, uh, I mean, because facts matter. Uh, so we, right. we're not here to feel good about it. If they, you know, obviously you can get uh, up to date, uh, you know, your, your, it's my Google is better than my memory. Uh, so look it up, the numbers, whoever's watching. And you know, there are a sort of signs of, you know, in Kerala, in some parts of Maharashtra, lots right. of places. Yeah. Uh, Northeast is seeing some, was seeing some spike a few days ago. So there are, there are these places where yeah. things are happening. So it's better to be safe than sorry. And I guess right. it's, it's just another year or six months or to a year where um, I hope things will settle down unless somebody, some other virus comes up. So then I don't know. <laughs> some other, some other variant. Yeah. They're saying for the U S we have an, at least until mid 2022, but, and then of course I want to talk about women in India. Have you seen a dynamic change of women entering the business world in India? Uh, are there more, have you seen more opportunity for them? Are they taking that opportunity or is it still a struggle? It's, every day is better than the previous one, I guess. Right. And But uh, we have miles to go before. I, I'll, I'll be honest. For example, uh, so we are right now hosting a Future of Work Summit. Okay. Which is basically, you know, it's, we've got participants coming from all over the world, right? From US, Europe, India, Singapore, Hong Kong, all of that. So we have policymakers, corporates, you know, academics, you know, people running government programs, all sorts of things. And we sort of have this, and we've had this for like two, three years now, unless it's avoidable, uh, unless it's unavoidable, uh, we try not to put, uh, have all men panels in these, even for these conversations, right? I mean, it's a conscious call you have to take because honestly, it's not something, I mean, if you are, if you don't, if you say that I don't think about it, and and also for a platform like Business Insider, uh, again the same point of not feeding into the same elites and the same set of people, and you know to to be a have a new press. Why should they come to you when you have to mix the bag? Yeah, why when, when they're watching the same right. people on other places? Why should they come to us? Because we give you newer right. faces, new people, and new right. fresh ideas, younger people, right? Who are who have uh, you know who are right. not your jaded sixty year old veteran? Uh, yeah, right. right? So. The problem is that uh, our memory doesn't serve us well. We don't know who these people are. I'm like, okay, I need at least, I mean, so I'm like, okay, three men on a panel can't go where, where find another woman, right? Let's say. Uh, I'm sure there is somebody there. Nobody knows. You have to make the effort, right? Like you have to go out there. Yeah, you have right. to make the effort, right? So we did, we do that and we try to do that. Uh, I'll be honest, it's, it's a little difficult to, because there is no instant recall. And then if you, once you Google and you find the name, and then the person has to go find who's that person, where is the number, who has it, da 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 da. It's a process. It delays the process a little bit, but uh, the fact of the matter is that that's the state of affairs. Uh, you know, right. I hope it improves. Uh, it's uh, you know, and I would. This is not the biggest challenge. I mean, let me not make it sound right. like that. It's just one of those things. Right. I'm saying. I'm, I'm just telling you how it works. Um, it's not natural, right? Like you said, yeah. you have to go out there and actually make it happen versus like just automatically have yeah, it happen. Yeah, you can't say. So there are, like, for example, there are startup founders who are top of mind, even women, uh, you know, whether it is Falgri Nair or Vasna Kaku, or you, just, you, you can rattle off names. Right. Uh, it's right. not the same case in big companies, big, uh, you know, like CXOs, okay, 
um, right. you know um, you know so uh, so you have the moment you do that so for example uh, last year uh, global trends festival same thing and again we were talking about diversity as a thing and um, so we had a all women panel and it was great to see someone new like we had Kiran Majumdar Shah who has been a flag bearer for us you know uh, she runs a uh, I think it's a five billion dollar company now well and she founded okay. it and she built it bottom up called Biocon. So she's, she's one of those people, the moment you say women in business, she's your first person. Right. So then you have your, so you have your three, four names, Manikola, NBCs, da, 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 and then you have, so we had a fresh face with Nandini Parama. Now she, that's okay. a very unusual person because, you know, it's a family run business, um, which in India typically gets handed down to men. Sultan, yeah. But here she was holding a, an important position and she was there part of it. Now the point, it's very rare to see someone like that. Similarly, so there are lots of names. There are lots of people who are doing good work. Um, I think we in the media are not in the habit of talking about them enough. And they, they are right. not in the habit of talking to us enough. Uh, I think right. the familiarity will cut through both ways. Uh, you know, uh, if I have a chat with you, I know what your views are on certain things. And I'll be like, right. Oh, okay. right. I know, you know, she has similar, some thoughts on this. Like, why don't we call her? Right, so, right. So it has to cut both ways. So. Well, I'm glad you're making the effort. And I, uh, I I know that you will lead the efforts on this. So it's, it's so important to have women at the seat, you know, in the front row talking. And want to support my South Asian sisters. So I, I hope, I hope, I hope it's you not something that takes an effort. I hope it becomes a part of life where, you know, yeah. uh, it's one we just have to talk about it more we all need to talk about it more you know um and so and then on that note more organically yeah on that note do you have any other current projects or events that you want to talk about that i may have missed so um 16th and 17th of september we have uh this is insiders future of work summit um okay uh, do check it out there's a site my fow.businessinsider.in we're doing a lot of a lot of great speakers we're trying to figure out uh some interesting themes i mean in, in, interesting, uh, you know, combination of speakers, right? Um, uh, so, uh, for example, I want to give you, everybody's talking about gig economy, right? So the moment you say gig economy, at least in India, I don't know how it is in, in, in US, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but most people think about delivery boys, cab drivers, da-da-da, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But the biggest gig economy that has been amongst us uh, for decades is the film industry. Nobody has, uh, nobody talks about it, right? People go from project to project uh, and uh, people have unions. uh, People have, uh, there is barely any regulation, but it works for most part of it. I mean, there are episodes which are wrong and they should be, you know, whatever. I mean, there are uh, things go wrong all the time, but it's, it largely is a functional industry. It's functioning. Okay. Why, why does nobody mention that? Because it's not listed on the stock exchanges. Got it. Right. So now we have uh, one of the sessions on the economy is uh, a com- the founder of a company called Urban Co- Urban Company. Uh, they basically okay. they they send um, carpenters and plumbers and so you have an app where you book these people and your yeah um, uh, you know home salons service providers um, yeah. so those kind of things so so and they are doing some decent work and you know so so so, so that's that POV and then we have Gunit Monga uh, who's an Oscar winner. Uh, film ex- producers like she, so she's not a director she's not a creative person but she's a uh, showrunner so to speak she puts all of this together like EP okay. yeah yeah so so we want to sort of chart and see 
the conversation is not to sort of repeat the same monotonous things. Oh, of course, hybrid right. work. Of course, green economy. Of course, they need protection. What protection? Nobody will tell you. So right. the point right, is right. right. So the point is that well, it seems like a lot of things are probably behind the scenes too that most of us don't really know about. Yeah, right? no, I'm saying the so one of the things is on BI is again I, uh, if you there is a I do a series called Hangout with BI. Um, where okay. a lot of uh, these people come, I mean, and people come from uh, very varied backgrounds. Um, um, it's like uh, a flying car maker from Israel to a regular, uh, uh, you know, uh, fund manager in India to right. you know, it, uh, very very sort of you know uh, uh, participants who come there. Uh, the thing that I try to do the most, uh, like sort of, I'm very particular about, is to not talk in vague terms uh, either. Right. And, I, and in the process, I try to dumb myself down as much. I'll, I'll ask, what is it? What does it mean to have? Right, right, what is it? Right. What does it mean to have a hybrid work? Am I going to office three times a week or three times a month? Right? What? Yeah, what is? Right. What is the? You know? What is the ideal? What? Is, what do people want? What do companies right. want? Right. So though, and I think that is the level at which people understand. And if and that is where you are, the world. Yeah, well, that's what they want to know. Exactly. And people are scared to ask those quote unquote dumb questions. Be- I'm like you. I'm like I will ask every dumb question in the book because that's what people want. to Yeah, know. because otherwise, the uh, most other interviews that I see, and I've, I've grown up uh, producing and editing, and you know, sitting and putting those topic astons and whatever in my younger life, uh, it it was just that one person sort of trying to outsmart the other person in terms of jargon. And, yeah. and you know, I, you know, oh, I know exactly what you mean and you know what I exactly mean. Who is it for? No one themselves. <laughs> They're all egos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. For sure. So, so, so that's the thing. And that's what we're trying to do. So, so these kind of unique okay. mixes, right? So similarly, we have, um, we're also doing something with on, on, on creators economy, right? It's not just about um, white collar jobs. Uh, what right. are, so we have a chef, uh, an Instagram fashion influencer, a comedian, and a national award winning film director coming together to talk about the creator economy. So that's awesome. So, so now this is again a very unique mix, right? I mean, future of right. work is definitely not an office job anymore. Most of I think you need a podcaster in there. I'm just <laughs> definitely why not <laughs> next time, right? I'll keep that in mind. But it's a, it. it's a there are so many new career opportunities, and I mean, right. and and each one of them looks at it from a very different lens, right? Uh, for a chef. I don't know if it makes gives him the same amount of satisfaction making videos peddling recipes on Instagram. I don't know if it's right. the same feel, and that's not the reason why he probably became a chef. Uh, but right. that's not the same for a fashion influencer. It may be more lucrative, more uh, you know, make better sense to just be doing this instead of sort of bearing the cost of having a live event or whatever. I mean, I don't know what it takes, uh, but the whole breadth of it, right? Uh, for a filmmaker, yeah. it's, it's the craft is much bigger than the platform. Right. right. Uh, so, so these are different perspectives, and 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 for and and you probably be hitting more uh, professions that you are not considering, who are not represented in the panel, uh, with just these different viewpoints. And um, and it's a great start, though. It's it's, it's a good start, though. Yeah. yeah. So we have, so and then you have your CHROs, you have your CTOs, you have uh, India's chief economic advisor coming talking to us. Uh, we have a, a media mogul turned. Uh, startup founder, Ronnie Skruwala. So there are tons of people like anybody who's relevant in this space is participating in the the oldest job portal in India, uh, which became an online job portal in the 90s. And there is very little said about 
this and I'm outside of India. I'm sure the awareness of this is. There. I mean, somebody in 1995, 1996 said, "I'm going to start a job board." When Amazon, when Bezos was building Amazon, Sanjay Bhikshandani was building right. InfoH here, Nokri.com. Um, right. I don't think we celebrate it enough. Right? I don't think it's said right. it in those terms, right? Uh, right. People, yeah. So, so there is. Uh, so those are people who are there right now, um, and tell talking to us about what the future of work is going to be. And these are people who have um, a, a habit of sort of foreseeing the future, right? Yeah, that sounds super interesting. That and that's the sixteenth and seventeenth, you said, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, last question, I swear. Other than Business Insider, what's your favorite news source or publication or just the ultimate publication you would perhaps want to one day work with, consult with? And then two, who would you want to work with personally as like a journalist? Or who do you look up to? Who do I look up to? So let's say like one person that I'm really fond of and I, I never get tired of listening to or reading or whatever is Stephen Fry. Right. Um, okay. Uh, uh, I just think, I, I, and the point is that I don't, I, I don't think he can be bottled up into being a journalist. He's, he's just so much more, right? I mean, he's yeah. just something every day. Like I, I stumble onto his stuff on YouTube all the time and every day he's right. talking about something else one day is greek mythology another day it's about you know emmanuel kant and another day it's about technology and he's fighting with uh, you know uh, 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 and, and and him and jordan peterson are i you know are discussing uh, you know mythology and psychology um, it's just it's everything it's every, yeah. he, and he can you can drop him anywhere and he can have a conversation uh, i yeah. i guess that's the person i would like to be but i wish i was even like a, a, a speck of dust in the amount of talent that he has. Uh, I'm nowhere close to it. But yeah, if, if there is one person I really look up to, it's him. Um, no, this is fantastic. Thank you so much for doing this. You are, you don't give yourself enough credit. No, no, no. It's okay. It's for, just, just, I, I, if I'm doing any good job, somebody else will. I don't have to. No, I know. I know. But you seem to be enjoying it thoroughly. And I, I business insider is is a big name, and it's it's awesome that um, you get to to run the India chapter. Thank you, thank you so much for uh, you know recognizing and calling me and inviting me here. Ah, it's so good to be back, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Sriram. Please check out Business Insider India, the website. I believe is businessinsider.in, but I'll link it in my notes. And he also has a big event coming up tomorrow, obviously over Zoom. So I will put that in my notes. Again, you can follow me at tucker.podcast and check out the site, tucker.withummy.com. I'm back, guys. Let's do this. This is Tuckered Out. <laughs>